Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 5th of February, the 36th day of 2024, with 329 days ahead of us on our way to 2025. The Romans called this month februarius, from the Latin term februum, meaning purification, the ritual for which was februa, held on February 15th. Both February and the preceding month, January, however, were not added to the Roman calendar until 713 BC by the legendary second king of Rome, Numa Pompilus, who had succeeded Romulus. Prior to Numa's addition, winter had been considered monthless. Hence, previously, December had been the 10th and last month of the year, which had begun with the spring planting in March. Another much newer ritual than Februa is our annual Groundhog Day, featuring for the past 120-some years various generations of the rodent known as Punxsutawney Phil, who, three days back, indicated to his keepers, who let him out at first light, that he did not see his shadow, signifying, according to legend, that we here in the northern half of the Western Hemisphere are in for an early spring. Those apparently are long odds, as in the 128 years that records have been kept of Punxsutawney Phil and his ancestors strolling on February 2nd mornings, this past Friday's no-show, no-shadow show, was only happened 21 times, while shadows have been seen 107 times. But perhaps the great thing about Groundhog Day and the calendar in general is that no matter what, whether Phil does not see his shadow or does see his shadow, we have about six weeks until the spring equinox. Having him tell us spring will be early simply softens the scientific edge by allowing us to remember the power of metaphor, a unifying influence more often than not. And isn't it good when we can be on the same page? Take, for example, the front page of the Bangor Daily News this past Thursday, featuring the headline, Biden declares December storm that lashed Maine a major disaster. We are comforted that Maine and the U.S. president are in agreement, even though a month and a half were needed for the country's executive to discern what we knew almost immediately on December 18th, and this way we can recycle some of our federal tax dollars into federal aid for the state. The old what goes around comes around. Poet William Stafford had this to say about hope springing eternal. When you wake to the dream of now, from night and its other dream, you carry day out of the dark like a flame. When spring comes north and flowers unfold from earth and its even sleep, you lift summer on with your breath, lest it be lost ever so deep. Your life you live by the light you find and follow it on as well as you can, carrying through the darkness wherever you go your one little fire that will start again. Heavenward this morning in the southeast sky, the waning crescent moon will lie close to the bright star Antares in the constellation Scorpius the Scorpion, and tomorrow morning will float near the teapot of Sagittarius, the archer opposite the planets Venus and Mars. Midweek, on Wednesday afternoon, we'll have the new moon of February, almost at perigee, at 222, 505 miles away, the closest point in its elliptical orbit around Earth.
Today in 1428, King Alonzo V ordered Sicily's Jews to attend conversion sermons. Today in 1631, Puritan minister and founder of Rhode Island, Roger Williams first arrived in Boston from England. Today in 1885, King Leopold II of Belgium established the Congo as his personal colonial possession. Today in 1919, the Hollywood film studio United Artists was founded by Charlie Chaplin, Douglas Fairbanks, Mary Pickford, and D.W. Griffith. Today in 1931, Malcolm Campbell set a world land speed record of 246 miles an hour in his Bluebird race car at Daytona Beach, Florida. Today in 1936, Harry Ferguson patented tractor hydraulics. Today in 1942, George Stevens's Woman of the Year, starring Katherine Hepburn, opened at Radio City Music Hall in New York City. Today in 1981, Joni Mitchell was inducted into the Canadian Hall of Fame. And today in 1989, Karim Abdul-Jabbar became the first NBA player to score 38,000 points. Today in 1943 in Ogden, Utah, Nolan K. Bushnell was born to Mormon parrots. His father was a concrete contractor, and while still a child, young Nolan was already repairing radios, televisions, and washing machines. In 1968, he earned a bachelor's degree in electrical engineering from the University of Utah, and after working at a games arcade in an amusement park, Nolan began devising an electronic game. By 1971, he had produced something he called Computer Space, which delighted Nolan's engineering friends, but was difficult to sell to the public, despite his marketing attempts. So in the next year, he simplified the game, calling it Pong, and scraped together $500 to set up the means to manufacture the game, naming the new company Atari Inc. Atari is Japanese for prepare to be attacked. Pong soon became a sensation, selling 100,000 units by 1974 and thereby launching the video game industry. Today is also the birthday in 1744 of the American physician and meteorologist who made the first balloon flight across the English Channel, John Jeffries. In 1788, a British prime minister and founder of the modern police force known as the Bobbies, Robert Peel. In 1840, the American-British inventor from Sangerville, Maine, who invented the first automatic machine gun and of Scottish veterinarian and inventor of the pneumatic rubber tire, John Boyd Dunlop. In 1848, of American outlaw Bell Starr. In 1865, of lyrics of the Red Man American composer Harvey Worthington Loomis. In 1906, of American actor John Carradine. In 1914, of American novelist William S. Burroughs. In 1915, of American atomic physicist and Nobel Prize winner Robert Hofstadter. In 1919, of American comedian Red Buttons. In 1934, of American baseball right fielder Hank Aaron. In 1942, of American quarterback Roger Staubach and of American rock vocalist Corey Wells. In 1944, of American rock musician Al Cooper. In 1945, of the American attorney who represented Jane Roe in Roe vs. Wade, Sarah Weddington. In 1946, of English actress Charlotte Rampling. In 1948, of American actress Barbara Hershey. In 1962, of American actress Jennifer Jason Leigh. 
Lee, and in 1964 of American actress Lori Linney. Penultimately, today we'll take a moment to count our blessings, one of which is this amazing radio station called WERU, where for more than three decades, Maine and the world has been graced with the efforts of volunteers and staff who have created a legacy, one that has included such notables as Joel Raymond, whom we shall all miss, and others who have departed but still fortify our spirit, Jim Fritz, (laughs) Jim Campbell, Fritz Homans, Mike Joyce and Dave Peach, to name a few in a fraction of the spectrum from electronic cottage to talking furniture. Fore and aft, hither and yon, in this tentative experience called life, one of the surest investments for joy and fulfillment is in this radio station, WERU. Seize your opportunity to support it now. Thank you. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the seventh week of winter and to the sixth week of 2024.